and welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I have been spending the last several months talking about how to divorce-proof your marriage, but I have a very special word for you today. I would like to talk about the great awakening that is happening right now. Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, what is an awakening? Well, an awakening is a season, a time in history where the world is awakened to God and His Word and His will. And in the history of our nation, we have had two, and we are in the third great awakening right now. Well, Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, what is the significance? Why does it matter that we're in this third great awakening? Well, let's talk about the first two. And maybe you'll see why this word is so urgent. Okay. Awakening number one happened around the 1700s. Before, before what? Independence of America. Matter of fact, over in Europe, Count Ziffendale and his wife basically took all their riches and wealth and began a, and built a tower and began a ministry where the, the congregation of all these different denominations of Christians came together and it was like another Pentecost experience. And out of that Pentecost experience came this tower. And for over a hundred years, two people at a time went up into that tower and prayed nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for over a hundred years. Out of that came the Wesleys, the brothers. Out of that came um, Whitfield, George Whitfield. They were in Oxford together. And out of that came Countess Huntington. That's right. Countess Huntington. Most people don't even know who Countess Huntington is, but you'll find out real soon. Okay? So, certain people were strategically positioned to get riches and wealth, to be filled with the Word of God for the Great Awakening in the 1700s in, Amer in the America, right? So, George Whitfield meets Countess Huntington, who is ext wealthy, extremely wealthy, and she funds George Whitfield's ministry, his missionary, missionary ministry to the, to the Americas, to the colonies. She also funded the Wesley brothers, who is responsible, God used them to save England. So England was saved through the evangelism of the Wesley brothers. And the Wesley brothers came over to the Americas to work for a period of time 
with George Whitfield. So what is the significance of George Whitfield? Without the Internet, without radio broadcasts, George Whitfield actually spoke to over 80 percent of the entire population of the Americas. Out of his ministry came other great men and women of God because a woman, Countess Huntington, took her wealth and provided for their ministry, just like Mary Magdalene and other, uh, other groups of women took their substance, took their wealth to finance Christ Jesus ministry. Although Christ Jesus had Frankincense, gold, and myrrh from when the, the wise men came, right? The Magi. And so I'm sure Joseph um, did something with that. Also, it, I think the historical um, account is, is that um, Joseph, um, the one who, there were two Joseph, his, his stepfather Joseph, but they think the other Joseph was Jesus' uncle, who was very wealthy, who gave up his tomb, who had never been used by anybody for Jesus to be laid in. He was extremely wealthy and very prominent leader in the Pharisees, of the Pharisees, and this is believed that he was either related, I think, to Mary. I believe he was related to Mary. And so he was Jesus's uncle. He was extremely wealthy. So, um, and Joseph was of, you know, the, the upper, upper middle class at least, because his father was a um, tecton, not carpenter, but they were called tecton. They they actually um, were builders, and they did a whole lot of different things. So, but God raises up people also to give to his son, Christ Jesus Ministries. And as you know, because of that, Christ Jesus, Jesus the Christ, is the most famous man in the world, and all every book, there are more books written on him, there are more paintings Painted of Christ Jesus, there's more. There's over over two billion people are Christians because of him, and eventually more because of this God Man, Christ Jesus, which Mary Magdalene and a group of women basically provided sustenance, provided provisions because God provided to them. So Countess Huntington financed. The Wesley brothers financed George Whitfield, right? Financed, guess what? Dartmouth. Financed, guess what? Princeton, right? And Whitfield impacted and raised up a group of pastors and men of God in Virginia and in Philadelphia and all across the nation at the time, the colonies, correct? And guess what some of those men did? One of them was, um, I think it was Samuel. They were both Samuels. But um, one of them, I believe, was Samuel. I forgot to try to think of his name. But I believe he was in, let's see, um, Boston. Yeah. And he mentored a young man who later on was known as Quincy Adams. And then um, Dr. Cooper up in Philadelphia, I think it was, he mentored a young man. I believe his name was Patrick 
Henry. So this is what we call the Great Awakening. And this occurred in the, in the Americas in the 1700s. And a lot of people think that during the Great Awakening, there was some, you know, everything was, everybody was unified and everybody was in love with Jesus and everybody got along. But that's not true. George Whitfield suffered opposition almost up until the end by Christians, right? People in the body of Christ came against George Whitfield and from George Whitfield and the Wesley brothers being obedient to God. At the end of the first awakening came the American Revolution. That's right. The American Revolution was one of the fruits of the first great awakening which God put in position using women of wealth and power who were, had sold themselves out to Christ Jesus. A lot of people look at Mother Teresa, which is one of my favorite people, but she had a brother who was a general, and everybody in the family thought that he was going to be the famous one, that he was going to make a name for the family. But it ended up being the meek, lowly little sister. It ended up being Mother Teresa who had a supernatural experience with Christ Jesus in Calcutta, India, as she held a dying man in her, in her arms. And as he died, she saw Christ Jesus, which fueled her passion for the mission and a new order in the Catholic Church for nuns, which take care of the dying and the poor of India. This meek, lowly lady, instead of her brother making a name for the family, Mother Teresa ended up getting a Nobel Prize and touching the hearts and minds of people all over the world. As a matter of fact, to this very day, when she died, she died a week before. And I'm going to say this, but I, you know, Princess Diane died the next week. And I believe that the enemy strategically did that so that no one would notice the death of Mother Teresa. Everybody was all, and I was upset too because I love Princess Diane also. But I think there should have been more attention paid to Mother Teresa, which could have touched more people's lives. But because she died the week after Mother Teresa's death, it drowned it out all the news media about the death of Mother Teresa. Okay? So, go back to the great awakening of the 1700s. There were men and women, men and women that were touched in a profound way for the kingdom of God. God wanted to raise up the nation of the United States of America, just like he raised up the nation of Israel. He wanted a nation that basically showed how a diverse group of people, a diverse group of people from all over the world could come together as one and do good and great works for the kingdom of God. It is out of that Christian 
Christian nation came every good thing that we have today. The YMCA came out of Christianity. The good, um, the uh, Salvation Army, hospitals came out of Christians. Um, edu- schools, educational system came out of Christians. Orphanages came out of Christians. The rise, the, the ri- raising up of women came out of Christians, came out of Jesus himself. Oh, yes. The great awakening of the 1700s, the first great awakening of America, produced the United States of America. Let's shift now to great awakening number two, which was in the 1800s. We had a lot of great men and women of God also come up through this era. And one of the interesting things was out of the Wesley, the Wesley brothers came the Methodist church. The Methodist church was anti-slavery, right? And they basically had political clout, had gotten office, got into positions, offices, people who had this same um, philosophy. And they believed in, unlike the Calvinists, they believed in free will. And they believed in more of an inner workings of the Holy Spirit. And George Whitfield, which came from the bent of change of behavior, you know, um, basically... Um, you you need to follow the will of God. You need to do the will of God, which we need both. We need the inner workings and we need to do the, the will of God. So, so we're in the second great awakening and we are Charles Finney and um, we, oh, it's a lot of awesome things. L.D. Moody and um, we, we are drawing once again, men and women to God, to his will. And people, once again, this is a tumultuous time. Everything is not all roses. As a matter of fact, there's infighting within the church itself. There's a group of the church that want to keep slavery, and there's a group of the church that's against slavery. So a lot of people don't know this, is there was a brothers, the Lovejoy, um, and one of the brothers actually had a printing press and the white supremacists, um, the Klan, the people that were um, for slavery and against people who were against slavery, not only they not only destroyed his printing press one time, two times, but three times. And he eventually moved, um, I think it was Kansas. I think he was in Kansas. He moved across the border from Missouri to Kansas. Um, but they followed him across the border and assassinated him. But the interesting thing about him was, is that before his assassination, his brother and he were, was recruiting a young man doing this great, second great awakening. And I'll tell you the name of the young man shortly. This young man was touched by several people. In the first Great Awakening, one of the things you need to know about Great Awakenings, that they're transgenerational. 
they touched several generations. So during the second Great Awakening, um, George Whitfield impacted uh, another Samuel who basically impacted a young man named John Quincy Adams, who spent his lifetime against slavery, right? Along with doing some other great things for the foundation of United States of America, okay? So John went, um, um, Quincy Adams, um, he was a very busy man, but there were a group of young men who wanted to be mentored by him. And there, this young man, this same young man that pastor, the pastor's, um, um, Lovejoy had poured into Quincy Adams also poured into the same young man. And his name was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln basically was also financed and was raised up and eventually became president of the United States of America. And no, he was not perfect either. But he, he actually helped with the ending of slavery in the United States of America, the emancipation in the United States of America. This, as you can see now, at the end of the first awakening came the American Revolution. And at the end of the second great awakening came the Silver, Civil War, right? The Civil War, okay? So you have the Civil War and the ending of the Second Great Awakening. So what's going on now? We are in the middle of the Third Great Awakening. And once again, God is enlightening us. God is opening us up, getting us more in alignment with his word. There is infighting in the body of Christ. There are issues in the body of Christ because we are not in alignment. Some of us have not have compromised with the, with the world. Some of us have taken on um, the Jezebel spirit within our church. Some of us have have basically said, gotten confused with God's love with accepting something that's against God's word. And God is not a God of confusion. God can love you and still get you straight like a parent. I love my children, but guess what? Right is right and wrong is wrong. So now we're in this third great awakening and we are seeing a lot of people Unfortunately, we're seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly of the church. We're seeing basically people in the name of Christ Jesus killing other people, which, you know, you know, God is not up for that. In the name of Christ Jesus, tearing down our capital, God is not, that's not God's way, right? And so there's a lot of deception and confusion. And God is a God of justice. God is not for any man should perish, but all become saved in and through his beloved son, Christ Jesus. So 
Guess what, guys? At the end of this third great awakening, something major is coming. Something big is coming. And in something major is coming, something big is coming. We have to be listening to the Holy Spirit and lining our lives up with the Word of God, right? So, it's... It's so it's so urgent that I I have basically I have been working diligently on um, a gift that God had given me, and that is the micro spiral methodology. And this micro spiral methodology actually works. And for over a decade, I have been using this methodology at Florida A and Florida A and M University. Developmental research research school, right? And I have basically have poured my life into this school, and the science test scores have been going steadily up for over a decade. I've caught the attention of the National Science Foundation and have received funding almost up to a million dollars to disseminate and to teach people about the microspiral methodology. Tomorrow, tomorrow at Florida A&M University, Tallahassee, Florida, at 9 a.m. in the morning to 4 p.m. in the afternoon, we have people coming in from White House, Washington, D.C. We have people from coming all over, including our president, Larry Robinson, who is going to open it up with welcoming everyone to our University, but we are going to teach people about the microspire methodology. Basically, it is free to the public, and I am giving stipends as long as I have the money of up to $500 to some who come and $250 to those, some, to some who come virtually, right? So it is a, it's an awesome opportunity. For me to glorify God, to take the talent that he gave gave me and to multiply it to two, to five and more. So I have been really on lockdown and have been having my producer and my godfather, Doug Apple, basically replay some of my old um, broadcasts because I have been inundated with preparation and preparing for this event tomorrow at the Al Lawson Center at Florida A&M University, Tallahassee, Florida, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I am, but this word was so important that I came out of hiding and came into the studio to let everybody know that we are in the third great awakening and you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and be about your father's business. Um, in two weeks, um, well, three weeks from now, I will be doing a teaching at my church, which is All Nations Church, 
pastored by Steve and Yvonne Dow. They're the senior pastors. And we have a new pastor, Isaiah Williams, over our youth, who will also be at the workshop tomorrow to open up the workshop with a prayer. And I'm dedicating this workshop um, to Abba Father, Yuevahe, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit. I'm in, I'm empowering the Holy Spirit and, and surrendering the whole workshop to the Holy Spirit to have His way, His will in this workshop because this is huge. But I will be doing a teaching in about three weeks at All Nations Church, which is in Tallahassee, Florida on Sherrill Road. And I'm going to be teaching, are you a one-talent Christian? Are you a two-talent Christian? Are you a three-talent Christian? God wants me to help people get their finances in order. I'll be teaching about tithe and offering. And I will not be starting with Malachi. We're going to go all the way back to Genesis. And when the when they had the hacker that went in and disrupted the gas pipeline and in Tallahassee, Florida, we had... People wrapped around the pumps, cars just trying to get gas. Guess what? That was a test run. That was just a test run about what's about to happen. And that is why God has put me on a mission to help people because you are going to be have to be able to walk in the supernatural in your finances. And I've done it. Holy Spirit has just totally empowered me. I never forget, I was in dire strait. I had my two little ones, my babies. They were really young, Joshua and Jordan Davis. My little ones, they were little babies, and I desperately needed money. I was in a doctoral program at Baylor University, and I laid down and I worshiped because I'm a worshiper. And the next day, I got $5,000. I never forget, I was in another crisis Situation. I laid down and worshiped God and I got $38,000. God is real. But if you want to walk in the supernatural, you want to speak to your bank account. You want to speak to your wallet. You want to, you want the ravens to come and bring you meat and bread. You want to take what you have and let it be multiplied. I know of ministers that didn't have enough offerings, they prayed over it and it multiplied in their front of their very eyes. If you want to walk in the supernatural in your finances, if you want to be where God is about to do the great wealth transfer to, to the righteous men and women of God, he's not giving it to the one-talent Christian. And the one-talent Christian is a non-tither. I'm just sorry to tell you this. But anyway, so I will be talking and teaching on this at 9 a.m., at All Nations Church in about three weeks. Please come and join me. But I had to come in this morning and tell you about the third great awakening. We are in it right now. And at the end of the first great awakening was what? The American Revolution. At the end of the second great awakening was what? The Civil War. What do you think is going to happen at the end of the third Great Awakening? Are you going to be prepared? I don't want to not end my broadcast without Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on 94.1 FM Wave 94 on Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Pray.